I'm Matt Miller of the Ditch That Textbook Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great educational podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 67 of Podcast PD, we are tackling the topic of teaching online in our new remote learning world. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Hey, happy Sunday night. We are doing something we haven't done in quite some time. We are live, 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 live with another episode of Podcast PD. It is Sunday, March 15th, and I am joined as always by my podcast compadres, Stacey Lindis and AJ Bianco. AJ, how you doing? Everybody, we're live. This is so this is so weird. Like last time we were live, we had like a studio audience. We were live. Now we're like live. <laughs> you forget you're live. So I'm sitting here staring at the screen and we're live. Hey. Hey. Happy day before the apocalypse or whatever's going on around us. Oh, don't call it that. That's well, that's, that's, so, that's yeah. it's the apocalypse. Oh, come on. It's, it's not. It's you, you said it's so negative. Do you listen to the news? Do you know what's going on around us? It's Bergen a County, Bergen County, New Jersey is like the hot spot. It's like the hot spot. Like I live in like the red area. Right. All I know is I've never you seen you wear it? anything with the word devil on it. And today you have a devil sweatshirt on. I miss, I miss sports. I really miss sports. Like I'm, <laughs> they haven't I, been I'm, gone that long. It's been a week. Stacy, you, you don't know. Baseball was starting in like in a week and a half, and now it's not starting. You like, can't forever. miss it because it never started. Oh, how are you out of mind? Stacy, how are you? Stacy, AJ, shut up. Stacy, how are you? How? I'm doing all right. Um, I'm all set to start my two week hiatus. I am very, AJ, you'll appreciate this. I'm very upset that I can't go to the gym. Our gym hasn't closed, but they canceled all Group X, and I just figured why throw myself out into the fray if I can contain myself and. My boys are home for the next month, so that'll be interesting as we uh, tackle the new normal, I'll call it, not the apocalypse, AJ. I, I got word, speaking of working out, because I do that sometimes now, that my CrossFit gym is kind of like shutting it down, sort of. So mm-hmm. they sent an email out where you can like go pick up equipment that you could sign out, and they'll post workouts that you could work at home. Nice. So Kate says, they, they said like you could get like a rower. So I said, Kate, you want me to get a rower? What? She goes, you can put it on my car, right? I'm like, no, I'm not getting a rower. Why? A rower is like one of the best. That's awesome. I'm taking that great exercise. I know it's great exercise. I'm really good at the rower. But anyway, <clears throat> so this is Podcast PD, and we've got a pop in chat room because uh, we are uh, at podcastpd.com slash live. So if you're watching, check it out. We're going here on YouTube, and we've got a bunch of people that I can see the comments. We got John Bergman checking in from Houston, Texas. We got our good Ed Camp friend, Rachel Murat. She's coming to us from Binghamton, New York. Tracy from Rhode Island. Hey, Tracy. We have Al checking in from Oradell, New Jersey. I know a lot of towns in New Jersey. There you go. There you go. I know Al. Al's a good guy. We have... I don't know who Beachy 21113512 is, but joining from New Jersey, drop your name in the chat. Let us know who you are. Uh, Kevin Carroll. Hey, Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Thanks for checking in. Yo, represent. I love this. I see my buddy Abe's in here. Abe, what's going on? Thanks for jumping in. 
Nate Nagel checking in from Maryland. He was on an episode of the House of Ed Tech where we talked about how to prepare for teaching while you're not at school. So hopefully Nate will call in. <laughs> what was I um, oh, Ron, Ron, oh, it's the Ron Greg. Look at the got, Greg from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, I saw another one in here. Uh, Mike Brilla, baseball's not, it's killing him not having baseball. See, I told you, it's not just me. I saw somebody in here from Nepal. Somebody was checking in from Nepal right now. Check that out. We're going That's global. Cool. So we're going to keep up with this as best we can. But just so everybody knows, uh, if you want to join us and you want to pop in and be a part of this, just go to podcastpd.com slash join and we'll make you a part of the conversation because the whole purpose of tonight is again, in this new apocalyptic normal world that we're living in, uh, your school might be moving to online instruction or distance learning, or you're already there. So we wanted to come together through our podcast PD platform and basically give us an opportunity and all of you the opportunity to share best practices, ideas, suggestions, resources. So feel free to ask questions in the YouTube chat box that you can see. We can put them up on the screen, but if you want to be a part of the show, you can go to podcastpd.com slash join. And our first caller, uh, friend of the podcast, friend of all of ours, also from New Jersey, Siobhan. What's up? What's up, people? How's it going? Siobhan's going on, man. Thank you for jumping in. Thanks for having me. Give my two cents here on what's going on in this crazy world of education right now. Well, Siobhan, well, first caller, <laughs> tell us. I see. I know a little bit what's going on at, at, around you. So, tell us uh, what has the last, let's say, four days been like for you and your school. Uh, it's been pretty crazy. So, around maybe Tuesday, we got info that we were going to close on a Friday for mm-hmm. t- for students and uh, have some PD. So, pretty much Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, kind of running around trying to figure out the best way to. Provide PD, provide resources to our staff. Uh, just as a district, um, I did a lot of it within my building itself with the help of our principal, assistant principal, and some other teachers there. So it's really trying to put something together that was cohesive. Um, we didn't try to put things together that were brand new to our staff. So we really kind of worked on some of the things that we already had in place, but really sort of clarify best ways to, to use it and things like that. So. You guys are focusing on digital learning, obviously. You're doing a lot of Google Classroom. How's it working? You have a big district, so what's the major focus? Our major focus was using Google Classroom to really push things out to to our students. So pretty much in the elementary, middle, and high school level, you had different people in different schools kind of doing their thing, sort of the experts or, or people who used it a lot. They were leading PD that morning on Friday throughout. We, uh, on our school, we kind of push some of that out a little bit ahead of time, like Wednesday afternoon. So this way, some of the information wasn't totally new on Friday morning. What's the best advice you uh, you gave to your teachers as they were trying to get prepared? I'm sure a lot of teachers are using the technology or Google Classroom. So what's the best advice you gave to those who are a little nervous? Uh, we really try to make them feel comfortable to, to plan things uh, ahead of time. We didn't try to throw a lot of new things at them. We went through basic Google Classroom, how to set it up, some tips on not trying to go crazy with with new things. You know what you can do. Um, Keep it low stakes, especially if you maybe want to try something new, but also understand that we are at a time where not all kids may have access at the same time. So one of the things I think we, we really did was a good plan put forth by our principal was that 
we're, we're trying to stick to our schedule. So we have a six day rotation. Mm. So classes that meet on a day, that's when the kids are going to be responsible for checking in B day. They're going to check in on B day. So try to keep that, that routine as, um, as consistent as possible. Interesting. Siobhan, for people who want to connect with you to find out more about the strategies you're implementing, how can they uh, connect with you? Sure. You can connect with me at Siobhan Prasad, E-D-U-S-H-I-V-A-N-P-E-R-S-A-D-E-D-U on Twitter. It's probably the, the quickest and the easiest way. Hold on, Siobhan, one, one thing before we before you, uh, you bounce out of there, because I know we have some other people in the waiting room. Give everybody the tool that you're using right now that you think is going to be the best for your students during this two weeks or year that we're going to be locked in our homes. Um, I th- <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Two years, huh? um, I think really because our district is really familiar with Google Classroom, that's the best thing that most of our teachers know. And that's really the, the best thing, the only thing we have access to. We don't have a true LMS system mm-hmm. um, in our district. Same. So that uh, I'm starting to see some kinks with that, but that's what we have to work with. And I think w- what I would say is just to try to keep it as simple as possible love it exactly i think i I couldn't agree with you more keep it simple go out there and and continue to educate the kids and and also i think i think it's good for us to learn uh what we're capable of as educators as well yep absolutely thanks for having me guys thanks for coming take care all right and now we're going to move to our next caller and we're going to bring up the greg the greg check this how are you buddy I am fantastic. Thank you. And yourself? I'm all right. We're Thank all you. doing well. Doing well. As AJ said, good. surviving the apocalypse. I heard. <laughs> um, so welcome. Or wait, no. I'm big welcome. <laughs> you, you are. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I, I'm in the wrong space, Rob. Uh, I was just going to jump on and give you all a couple of things. We're using Canvas as our LMS, which I am the Canvas person. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember Lindis, but I removed... I moved from the school to the district office and you kept saying, why do you want to be a tech coach? Why do you want to do? Yep. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm managing our LMS and it's kind of cool to see that the teachers and students are being able to get on and do different things. But in this time we have a one to one six twelve. So those folks are really good with the LMS, but in K five, we have a lot of Google classroom. And one of the things that I found out this evening, I didn't even think about it, but uh, Google Classroom works really well in the Xbox browser, as well as in the Wii U browser. Oh. Uh, so the kids may not have a device per se, such as a Chromebook, but I know that I'm on the Wii U going through my class. Uh, that could be something that the kids can do. And as some teachers were setting up virtual meetings and virtual calls with their kids, and I saw where Zoom opened up all this. Um, one of the, I guess, first advice I would give everyone using these virtual tools, especially for conferencing, is to make sure that if you're going to join a meeting with all of your teachers in the room, uh, first thing, make sure they turn off their microphones and then have your meeting. <laughs> I like it. So you said Xbox and Wii U, Greg, for Google Classroom? Yes, and I'm pretty sure you can do it on the PSP or PlayStation. Not a PSP. They don't. Hmm. I'm going to try on my son's PS4. Switch. Yeah. I'll uh, ask my boys PS4. later. Yeah. Because they have web browsers on them. Uh, I just, my my son was playing Fortnite. So I had to interrupt him to make sure it worked, of course. Uh, <laughs> and it did on the Xbox. And 
I tried it on the Wii U and I didn't think about the Switch or I don't have a PS4. So there you go. Talk about meeting your students where they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And ruining their systems for uh, <laughs> well, c- cross contaminating with education. There you go. This is the good kind of cross contamination. <laughs> yes. So That's Greg, fantastic. what okay. advice are you giving your teachers? What are you what are your expectations for them during this this time? So once again, I'm out of the classroom, but I'll be meeting with all the principals tomorrow morning virtually. Um, I don't know why I quoted that, uh, but one of the things we can that, see it. It's video. It's cool. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's still virtual. Uh, one of the things that I'm telling them is, yeah, the whole idea of low stakes. I understand that we have some learning targets that we want to hit, but um, the kids are learning something different, just like they are not necessarily a new platform or video conferencing, just the whole idea of not being in a room with other kids. And it's going to take some getting used to. And I also want the teachers to make sure that they connect with their kids, uh, not just through the information to give them as in assignments and whatever. I just, I would love for them to, if not call, email, carry a pigeon, whatever they need to do in order to connect with their kids during this time. Because I know a lot of kids are scared. Uh, I, I can only imagine that they will be after a couple of weeks and realizing, hey, I've not been to school yet. Something's going on. So there you go. How long have you been out? Or are you just starting tomorrow? Uh, yes, we are starting tomorrow. I was on the, I guess I still am on the, um, whatever the team is, task The emergency force. planning team? Yeah, for the district for the last couple of weeks. So we've been gearing up for this for a while. Um, as a matter of fact, the last week, it seems like we were making copies of packets so that uh, the way we're doing it is we're having packets pushed out to all the students so they'll have paper and pencil work in all subjects, K-12, over the next week. And during that time, the teachers are shoring up their abilities on the different LMS, be it using Canvas or Google Classroom, mm-hmm. so that they'll have a week of instruction, even though many of them are already using it. Uh, but it gives them a little bit of a break to figure out how they're going to move their classes to an online platform, which I think works well for us. And so next or tomorrow... Uh, we'll start with the principal's meeting, and the kids will be officially working tomorrow afternoon at home. And then the following week, we're going to try to move our spring break. The board has to vote on it. Spring break to the following week. Um, and then the week after, <laughs> if we move it up, uh, we're going to go digital learning with the students online <laughs> using the many platforms. Thank you for coughing in your elbow. Yeah. You know, there's no one in the room with me. Social distancing and all. My kids are downstairs. Oh, Greg, how can people connect with you? Uh, you can reach me on the Twitters. Um, I am at Greg Bagby. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do more communication there than anywhere else. Um, I tell people don't email me. Send me a message on Twitter. And that's at G-R-E-G-B-A-G-B-Y. I love it. Thank you for coming on and joining us. I love that advice. I'm tweeting about it now. This will be my first real tweet in forever. Oh, Linda's is back to Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Stacy. For tonight. (laughs) Well, thank you all. It's been great. Thanks Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right. So, again, we got a lot of people. I mean, the chat is popping. The chat is bumping. So thank you, everybody, for the ideas. I'm trying to keep up with it. We have some great, great ideas in here. Just Google Classroom. I see Mystery Science. You know, if you see some free resources that you know about, please throw those in that chat for everybody to share. Yeah, this is going to be obviously released as an episode, but the chat will replay. Um, so again, you want to share this out, 
tweet out, Instagram out, podcastpd.com slash live. And again, if you want to join, we're leaving this up here. Go to podcastpd.com slash join. And next up from, I'm pretty sure it's North Jersey. Please welcome uh, esteemed administrator, Kevin Carroll to the program. How are you doing, Kevin? Another Bergen County. Look at this. Way to put this together and get the message out to educators. It's been an amazing time of collaboration and uh, seeing everybody come together, whether in person or virtual and so inspiring by just all the educators out there. Yeah, Kevin, you're spot on. on. I just watching everybody do these different things and sharing it out there. I think is really, really fantastic. It's really cool. There are so many different Facebook groups and just the number of people who are just sharing whatever resources they have to share. And the number of tech companies that have come through to say like, hey, for all of this time that, you know, this is going on, your subscription is waived and we'll be doing this for as long as we can. So it's been pretty fantastic. What do you got for us, Kevin? I don't know. I'm excited about Loom, you know, using that for some screencastifies and getting, I've been sending messages out to my staff every day this week using just quick videos and I got no time to type emails anymore. So um, just using it as a way, I sent uh, one out tonight to the staff and I sent one to the students as well. And I'm actually trying to steal some of the ideas you guys are doing tonight with this uh, platform here uh, to try to connect with my student leaders uh, my students as well, just finding a way to keep in contact with them and try to keep a normalcy as best I can at school. Now, real quick, you mentioned Loom. It's Loom.com, I believe. I will throw that into the uh, the comments. Can you tell people how Loom works and what it can do for people? Yeah, you can do video recordings off your uh, your screen or your tabs uh, right within your, your Chromebook or whatever device you're using. I, it used to be up to five minutes. I believe the tech companies now are extending that longer. Um, and you can, you know, share your screen. You can have a, a slideshow up. You can have a Google Doc uh, scrolling through it while you are um, talking to your audience or whoever you want to uh, get it out to. So it's been a great tool. It's easy. I sent it via email and remind today uh, to the student body. So they're watching it on their phones or their Chromebooks, wherever they're uh, getting connected. Nice. I've got a little experience. Again, free. My favorite four-letter F word. Mm-hmm. So that's always a plus. Absolutely. And you can record your camera. You can record the desktop. You can mash the two together. Um, one of the other nice features I like, Kevin, is you can see when you make one how many people watched it. Okay. So you can kind of get a sense of, all right, if I sent this to 150 staff members, did I get close to 150 people watching it? So Okay. I got to check out the stats on that. I, I didn't know that part of it. So thank you for that. Chris just it's thought you had good. a big brother. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, on my blog, I'll see how many people read it and I'll see that sometimes. And so you can be your highs or lows when you see how many people are reacting to it. But, yeah. uh, you know, you always hope they're watching. <laughs> so, Kevin, what expectations you put in place for both your teachers and students during this, uh, we'll say, two weeks? Um, you know, I, there's no way we're going to replicate a school day, you know. So I kind of got that message out there early on and, you know, tried to continue with education uh, my message tonight was don't forget about the relationships that you've been building all this year. So um, I told him if you had something planned tonight for tomorrow, maybe kind of sit back and kind of check in on the kids of well-being, how are they doing, how are they reacting to this? You know, are they overwhelmed with the amount of work that maybe is coming at them? Um, try not to bombard them. We're going to go with a minimum day schedule for our students. Hmm. Um, so we're done at 1225 and then we're having office hours. Uh, for our staff in the afternoon, um, which I think will be a good time for our staff to plan and really dive into the, some of the tools um, as we go on and on and on with these uh, days off uh, learning virtually. Mm. 
Now, none of, your, none of your staff has to go in, right? They're all out. You're out. <clears throat> everything is closed for you. Uh, admins and secretarial staff were given the option. Um, but, you know, I plan on being home. My secretary does. If I need to go in, I, I will stop in for an hour, but I don't plan on staying there trying to, you know, do what I can from home and continue it. I'm at, I, I play morning music every morning outside the school and I got playlists already planned out to go off tomorrow morning to try to keep, keep the day as normal as possible um, and kind of replicate that of what people expect. Uh, try to deliver that. That's awesome. It's fantastic. Nice. Today, this is probably a good time for, you know, teachers and, you know, people like yourself to, you know, put out those curated Spotify playlists and, you know, have people contribute and, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, community gonna, around music. Yeah, I'm going to try YouTube music and put some videos to them. Uh, hopefully I don't pick any inappropriate videos, but I will uh, try to preview them prior. Uh, but uh, I'm going to try different platforms and uh, kind of, you know, lead by example and put stuff out there. Nice. And Kevin, how can people connect with you? Uh, Twitter, I guess is the easiest way. I think I'm Kevin underscore Carol underscore, uh, best way to get me. And if you need, anybody needs any resources, you know, I'm willing to share and looking to learn from everybody else out there. So we're all in this together. That's awesome, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. Thanks really for joining us, it. Kevin. Thank you. All right, guys. Good luck with it. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show, Kev. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. So much good value there. Loom is definitely. That is the one I never heard of. That one actually, um, you know who told me about that? Uh, Danny Bauer couple years ago. That's cool. That was something he shared on a uh, House of Ed Tech, my, one of the end of the year show I do. That was one of his things that he called in about. So I've played with it a little bit. It's 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 free. Um, it, it doesn't bog your computer down with software. And nice. like I said before, you can record your desktop and your camera and you can kind of mash the two up. And again, you get that that data when you share it out. So that's definitely a plus. Speaking of a plus, uh, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, he's been on the House of Ed Tech before, and he's coming to us from uh, from Maryland, fellow podcaster, knows a little something about teaching when he's not in school. Nate Nagel, what's up, buddy? Hey, Chris, how's it going? Nope. Can't. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Good. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for jumping in, Nate. Really appreciate it. No problem. Um, so I, I've been teaching for roughly 10 years, but the first four years I taught was purely online at a charter school in Pennsylvania. Uh, so I have a little bit of experience with online teaching. Now, it's a very different experience because our kids knew what to do. Uh, but the general process, um, the pedagogy, all that stuff, uh, it's not very different than your normal teaching day. Um, my, my main suggestion would really to be have a plan or have a schedule. Uh, the Online teaching is one, you can get up and go to the bathroom without having like somebody cover your class. Uh, but <laughs> the main things here is just like go through like my, my schedule always was to start off with emails, uh, do all the grading, get all that out in the morning. And then throughout the rest of the day, I'd be creating either making content, making video, uh, updating stuff, just trying to make it whatever I needed to do for that day. Uh, and, and that's kind of how I always was kept my online teaching day really organized and made sure I got things done. Uh, but as part of that grading wise, um, really in making sure that you have valuable intensive feedback uh, because like you normally used to walking around the classroom saying, Hey, you need to do this. That's not as clear anymore uh, because of just the, that face-to-face interaction is not the same. So going through and really making sure that you clear um, either whatever you have going on there is super clear and, uh, able for the student to go back and redo or fix whatever needs to be done. That's great advice. Thank you for that. That's a, that's a great starting <laughs> point. 
Is there any tool that you think our teachers should be using that's not something that's been mentioned so far? I know Google Classroom, any LMS. Um, what, what, what's your go-to for the online teaching? So uh, when I was doing full-time online teaching, uh, we used Moodle, which I would not recommend going to now. Um, you'd have to set up a server and have all the tech background with it. So don't go there. Even though it's completely free, it requires a lot of infrastructure to really manage. And it's kind of uses Canvas as their uh, LMS of choice. We have the option of Google, using Google Classroom, uh, but those are the two LMSs that we kind of bounce between. There's no requirement we use one or the other. That's just kind of what we have as our options. Right. Okay. Um, do you have a preference for um, Canvas or for Google Classroom? I'm not familiar with Canvas at all. I know I've heard of it and people swear by it, but I just didn't know if you have a preference or what is more heavily used in your district. Uh, definitely Google Classroom is more heavily used in my district, uh, mainly because it was there before Canvas. So people adapted. It's also much more user friendly as far as getting up and running. Uh, it's also free, which is a big plus. It integrates with Google Docs and a whole bunch of other services have tied into it automatically, like quizzes. If you want to run one as homework, you can just kind of have hit the button for Google Classroom and it'll automatically assign it and score it for you, uh, which is wonderful. Canvas, I love Canvas. Uh, I'm a really big fan of it. Uh, it is a tad more complicated right off the bat, but once you get used to it, there's a lot more power than what you can do in Google Classroom. It's far more customizable. You can do a lot of other things. Uh, and my favorite part is that uh, we can sync it with our grade book. So I can grade it in Canvas, give all the feedback and stuff. I click one button and it's automatically transfers the grades into our grade book system. I also speak highly of Canvas. Uh, can, no, Canva. Canvas? Canvas is something different. Canva is <laughs> an online design. Right. <laughs> um, I use it at Rutgers and it has like built-in conferencing. So if your district does have it, I mean, there are tools in there that can certainly be beneficial. Um, but I also found that, you know, something like Google meet, you know, that might not be turned on in your district. So what, whatever LMS you're using, if there is some type of conferencing tool, uh, you might have to reach out to your tech support to say, Hey, this has to get turned on. And, um, in, in my own district, they had to turn on Google meet and make it accessible to teachers and also to students. So check those things out. Nate, how can people connect with you if they have more questions and want to pick your brain about distance learning? Oh, yeah. Please let me know if you have any questions. Uh, it's probably quick to get with me on Twitter. That's at Mr. Nagel, N-A-G-E-L-E. -E. Uh, you can also visit my website, uh, NathanNagel.com. There's links to all my stuff there. And I'll be putting out lots of videos about kind of the basics and backgrounds of how to do this um, from my limited uh, experience in doing it, but more than most teachers. I was going to say, limited experience. One, you're selling yourself short. Two, even limited is better than somebody who has never had to do anything like this. <laughs> so there you go. Connect with Nate. Sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for hopping on. See, that's the funny thing. I, I, I saw um, uh, some of my college kids, they sent me a thing on Instagram where they said, wait, we're supposed to do online learning from a professor who doesn't know how to disable the autoplay function on YouTube videos? Wait, you can do that? Oh, no, you wait. Say, well, that's a little button. It's a button. I'm, never yeah, mind. Yeah, that little autoplay toggle. I was thinking yeah. of the thing that pops up at the end. I hate that. Like, all the different suggestions or the, like, the side. I just hate right. the suggestions. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I know you can do that. You didn't know how there to do know. that? No, I know how to do it. They just found this image on Instagram and oh, they shared it with I me. See. To say, hey, we meme. thought of you. Gotcha. They, it's a meme, yeah. I know how to do that. I Gosh. thought they were making fun of you. No, I mean, they probably Which would have been they funnier. Do that, they whatever. do that anyway. They just don't do it about YouTube. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just not tech. True, true. All right. So again, people, if you're enjoying this, uh, and we get, we got, you know, almost 30 people watching, uh, share this out. You know, we're, we're having a great conversation. People are coming in and sharing stuff. We got some more callers uh, on deck. So AJ, what do you got? So one of, one of the questions that I'm looking at the, uh, the chat here and Dan Krein has asked how many of your schools are not going to distance learning, at least not yet. So I guess that's out there, right? I guess there are probably some schools right now who maybe planning and prepping maybe they're not i know there are some schools especially in new jersey who are taking the snow days that we haven't had yet and they're using that to plan and prep so the kids are off for two i got something funny for that when you're no that's it i'm just saying two or three days where people are planning but i think for me dan um well future dan i'm off kids are out for at least two weeks that was mandated by the uh county executive he said i'm closing schools uh so 3 p.m. Friday, the 13th, we were out. That was it. I actually have to go in for a couple of hours every day during the two weeks. I'm going to be there for tech help and uh, we're going to be planning and delivering lunches as well as students come in if they need a box lunch. So that's my responsibility over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we had something similar where, you know, our, I think our, our district superintendent kind of led the way for our county in closing schools, um, just based on the people I know in the area who are also part of my county. Um, but I was shocked, 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 shocked when the next, like, so we got the call on Thursday that we were going to remote learning. And then I looked at my husband, I was like, all right, so we're going grocery shopping now because by the time we get out there, things will be wiped out. And I'd seen the, you know, toilet paper mm-hmm. app, like problem or whatever. And I just didn't want to have the same issues with two boys at home who have the appetites of dinosaurs, you know, raiding my refrigerator, looking for what's next and there being nothing. So we went grocery shopping and then the next day when I got home from school, um, we still hadn't heard anything besides the fact that the boys were supposed to have a half day tomorrow. And, um, and that was for planning purposes. And then someone started, somebody put on Facebook, the, um, the County health commissioner just saying that schools were closed until after our spring break. So my boys won't be back in school until April 20th. Oh, wow. That's so that's, that's official. That's That's official. It's done in the entire County. My yeah, entire yeah, yeah. county right, right, right. is wow. closed for all of that time. Right. We were given two weeks with a possibility of more. Right. I'm, same I'm here hearing for the possibility for eight weeks because, like I said, we and I wasn't joking Well, the CDC before. just made the recommendation groups larger than 50 people should not meet for the next eight weeks. Great. So well, Good thing there's only 33 people watching this so we can still assemble here on YouTube. <laughs> well, good thing we're all virtual. I mean, Greg did yes. point out that I coughed in my, in my, um, in elbow. my elbow, but I do elbow, that all elbow. the time anyway. Shoulder. Elbow. I was going to say shoulder, shoulder. but – <laughs> Whatever. Actually, AJ, to go to your point, um, oh, my, my boys, right, so yeah. Neptune Neptune schools here in New Jersey, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week are snow days, to mm. which uh, we saw my parents today, and my dad said to them, um, he said to Miles, uh, if you go out tomorrow and you find snow, you don't have to do any work, and it's a snow day. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> There you go. That's, uh, that's John Nessie for you. <laughs> so I guess the other question too. So AJ, you pointed out that you're helping with meal transportation. Mm-hmm. Are other school districts doing that? Cause I know that like our school district asks for volunteers and our bus drivers will be delivering to people's homes. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and, and the cafeteria workers will be preparing those lunches and meals, which I think is just fantastic. I hope other districts are doing something like that. Yeah. So the, the, the food services that we use at our, in our district, they're going to, uh, be making the food and then we'll be having box lunches in our parking lot because we're not letting anybody in the school so mm-hmm. we'll be handing the lunches out if they need them only lunch uh, we're yep. not doing the breakfast um but 
the that determination comes from the school itself. So not everybody is doing it. I guess the schools with the most need, they probably are setting it up. Some schools, like I said, they're completely closed. So the administration's not in. Um, we're just not one of those districts. So we're going to be there, you know, if, if needed. And we'll see how it goes. We might not get anybody coming because it might not be the fact that people want to leave their house. So, you know, it's based on the district. If they want to, they can. If not, they won't. My district is, uh, again, so I'm in New Brunswick and they've actually set up four points throughout the city where kids can go from, I think, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And the district will be providing uh, bagged lunches so kids who need can get. So there you go. Something else to consider. There's a lot of aspects to consider, you know, yeah. through all of this. That's crazy. Susie uh, just put in the chat, it would be nice if they could include some um, school supplies and books. Um, that was something that our media specialist took care of. She allowed everybody to come down and get two additional books, no matter what their status was, Lee or otherwise, maxed out on the number of books that they could have out. You know, we want kids to be as prepared as possible. And I'm doing March Book Madness, which mm. we talked about last year. Mm -hmm. So I encourage my kids to go to their public libraries and go get those books so that they continue the reading. Um, now, are, are you laying down lines on these matchups? Because I need to bet on something. I need to bet on something in March. You got to give me something. <laughs> I mean, by all means, you can do it. I can, I mean, we do an over under when we all get to go back to school. My husband, like you, AJ, thinks that we're in the apocalypse. And um, when my boys got the over the overhead announcement saying that they needed to prepare to bring all of their things in case they didn't go back to school tomorrow, he sent both of them a text just in case you're not reading between the lines. Please make sure you empty out your gym lockers, bring home everything <laughs> that you need for like just in case you're not going back on Monday. And my older son goes, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, like, you don't know. You could possibly not go back for the rest of the school year. And I was like, oh, who writes that? Wait, what? Like, wow. I was just <laughs> shocked. But like, as we gear up for this, like, if you think about it, when my sons go back to school, it will be after spring break and they have mm. um, two months left of school. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows? who knows? And who knows? Yep. Who knows? Right. Yep. Exactly. Nice. All right. We got uh, definitely some more people. I want to say hello to Christine Sorrentino out in the chat. Uh, New Jersey friend Robert Marangolo out in the chat. Very nice to see you guys. David Allen hanging out. And uh, Al has been on the line for quite some time, so I feel like a real radio person. Uh, <laughs> Al, welcome to the show. How you doing, bud? Good. Thanks for having me. This is this is fantastic that you guys are putting this together. Um, this is – I saw um, what the uh, lady from the Archives of Newark put this out. Uh, so I didn't even know what was happening. And I said, oh, you know, I threw it out to my faculty and said, jump on. So wow. you just said Christine Sorrentino, her and I work together. That's um, awesome. So, I don't so know. she gets extra I, credit. She does. <laughs> you, you, might get a couple, you might get a couple Bergen Catholic names on there. So I just sent out an email about an hour ago and said, hey, you know, this is happening. So get on and, uh, you know, and, and uh, take a listen. So that's uh, so definitely so, cool. So Al, real quick, what is your role in education? What do you do? And uh, what do you want to share with us? I'm the director of technology at Bergen. I've been there for 16 years. And I also teach um, online part-time at uh, St. Peter's University. So the for me, the online thing is is nothing new. It's just you know you're doing the same thing, just a little different. Um, you know, so we've been we've been working with our, our teachers over really the last two weeks. Uh, we use Blackboard uh, at Bergen, so and we use Blackboard Collaborate. So we we have interactive sessions now. We started on Friday. Uh, no one was in school, so we're doing interactive sessions for each class that would normally meet. So we're doing six 45-minute sessions every day, and the teachers are on, you know, they're collaborating like this, and they can see the kids, and they're, they can interact back and forth. So um, it's, it's an experiment. You know, we're still, we're, we're 
one day at a time. But um, it's certainly it's interesting that you know the the we're learning as as we go of well this worked today you know let's try something for you know for Monday what can we what can we fix and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely we're trying to keep everything as normal as we can. Um, you know, we do. I run the the TV studio at school, so we did a. We're, we're trying to do a show in the morning. Uh, it's it's generally it's a kid on his front lawn who recorded the uh, you know the Pledge of Allegiance and some announcements. But it's Aww. still the fact that like if you want to see a show, we're you know we're trying to keep things like I said, we're trying to keep it normal. Um, and uh, it's it's been interesting. It really has been. Um, but a lot of the teachers really jumped up and, you know, and really ran with this and really are doing well considering, you know, it's, it was, you know, three weeks ago, it was, yeah. well, maybe we should think <laughs> about this to, we might want to have a plan. Yeah. To now we, you know, we took a couple of days last week and, and during class time said, all right, let's everybody get on. So, you know, how to do this, you know, so there's no issues. We work with the faculty and then it was, you know, evident by hour by hour last week of, okay, we're, we're going to this and, we now we're you know it's here so you know it, it's it's interesting it certainly yeah. is yeah that's basically how it worked for us too alan you know at bergen county as well so i know like it kept kept evolving as the days yeah. went on something new was coming but you you hit on something that's really important you said keep it normal so mm-hmm. with with that word normal are your teachers teaching new content are they doing a lot of review what are they supposed to be doing in a given in a, in a given period of the day they're doing uh new stuff what's whatever their plan was for uh, friday was the first day if their plan was to um, introduce new content, then they're introducing new content. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if it's whatever they're whatever they were supposed to do is is what they're doing. Uh, we're we're looking at assessment. We haven't we're, we're talking about that because we use a product called ExamSoft for um, online testing. Um, and you know, there's some people that are well, they could you know if they take a test and we're not there, then they could you know they could cheat or mm-hmm. but it's 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 the thinking mentality. Let's change that to is it a different assessment or yeah, they could still take a test, but it is going to be open book. so it's you know it's just the way you design. It's just taking what do you it's the same thing you're doing. it's just using a different medium to you know to either test or to assess. so um, but like I said, it's just it's a day at a time. It's stuff that comes up like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that mm-hmm. three hours ago. so right. we we just we go and adjust and see how it goes. I, I, you really summed it up with one of the first things you said, and that's, it's the same, but a little different. different. Yeah. <laughs> same, but different. It is. <laughs> you know, it is. I'm, it's, you know, I've, I'm doing the, the same thing on this, the same technology. I'm just sitting in my, in my, my house as opposed to in my office, you know, it's, it's, and for some people really, they've really transitioned well because it's that mentality. Okay. We're still going to do the same thing or, you know, um, I've got, you know, I should say what's really nice too is a lot of our teachers are sharing stuff, you know, Hey, I tried this, you know, if you plug in your iPad to your, you know, into a quick time, you can, you, you can put this on the screen and like, Oh, Hey, show me how to do that. So there's really been a lot of collaboration with our teachers, which has been, uh, which has been great. Um, you know, they're all really just pitching it and helping one another, uh, which is really, you know, there's, there's really no barriers. Hey, if you need help, you know, I'm going to help you. So that's really been, that's really been cool. So what, what PD has, uh, has been going on in your school over the year, even to get to this point now that they feel very comfortable with what they're doing? Well, we started, um, we had collaborate for a while and it was one of those, oh yeah, we know we have it. Hmm. And I think we, we, we were, we had used it once or twice for, for snow days. Um, and then it became evident, you know, a couple weeks ago that we should really start to to get this together and, and, you know, plan for, well, what if we have to use it? And then it was, well, I think we're going to need it to, 
we're we're out. You know, we were. I guess last Thursday we had we originally said, okay, we're going to go out Monday and use tomorrow as a as a practice virtual day, and then it was evident by Thursday it was okay, we're going out tomorrow. So it was all right, folks. Now we got to do it. So and I think they've really risen to the challenge. They really, you know, they really have, and 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 you know, all sorts of technology users, and they really they really come through. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Absolutely. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, Al, where can people connect with you if they want to obviously uh, connect and learn tw- more? Yeah, Twitter, uh, Al Spiegel, A uh, A L S P I E G E L. And if you know the Spiegel catalog, then you're older than 35. And <laughs> <laughs> right? if you're not, then if, if, if you're listening and you have no idea, then it's, you know, you're, you're too young. But yeah, Al Spiegel on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Thanks a lot, Al. Thanks, yeah, Al. thanks, everybody. This is great. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, who's next? Come on, bring him in. Bring him in. All right, firing away, firing away. Hold do on, it. I, I don't want to ban that guy from the studio, so I'm kicking the guest by out. Yeah, all right, and welcome all the way from Utah, Derek. Hey, Derek what's Marson, up, guys? everybody? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, just kind of figuring out what the heck's going on. Everything's all kind of crazy right now, and how are we going to keep things sane for our people? So, oh, sane, right? That's where we're supposed to be, right? Yes. We got to keep calm so everybody else can keep calm. AJ, let's 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 keep that a word out of it. Come on, I'm, I'm sorry. Nice. Keep calm and teach on. Ooh, put that on a Ooh. shirt. Nasty, I'm sure on it's shirt. on a shirt already. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh somewhere. yeah, I'm trying to make help make money. So what's up, my friends? <laughs> how you been doing? Doing doing wonderfully, Derek. The last the last ten oh, days. You know, doing have, what we do on a Sunday night. The last ten days have been an absolute pleasure to be in school um but but no, no in all seriousness this is a I, I hate to say like i say apocalypse and i'm joking around i'm talking about the outside i really think in education in the world of education in my school i'm sure in your school and everybody around us who are listening this has been like amazing to watch these teachers do what they do best mm-hmm. and i and i saw some tweets put out there like everybody keep in mind over the last three days teachers have done x y and z to get to the point of digital learning and packets for kids no other profession would do that so quickly. And, it, and yeah. it's, it's right. It's absolutely certain. You know, speaking well, to that, how many people have seen negative reactions from parents and, and stuff like that? I was going to ask that, to be honest with you. Because I, I honestly, I've not seen anything. And I'm part of the mom group in my town, which is where you would see it first, to be honest. But I really don't know if there has been a negative backlash. Because even like as I was sharing earlier, you know, people are just sharing all of the things resources that are out there i feel like even in the mom community where a lot of times they are the first to complain about what's going on in schools they're also right now they're the first ones to share the resources to share their schedules what their at home learning is going to look like to share what they're going to be doing to you know limit screen time or or do those things so i'm just wondering if anyone has witnessed some kind of negativity at all. I have not, which I'm very thankful for. So the biggest thing I've noticed is that moms are just saying, I, I don't know, I don't, what, what are we going to do? I mean, this, this is totally different. How, how am I going to keep my kids, you know, active and doing what they're supposed to be doing? I mean, do we go outside? Do we stay inside? Do we have to do this? I mean, how does that work? Mm-hmm. I mean, my district's different because next week was spring break. Like we're, oh. we're already prepped for spring break. So we're gone for a week already. And then um, the governor of Utah and this, the health department basically shut us down for at least one other week after that. So we only have one week to work for. So we are going to come back that week after the 23rd and 24th. And we're on teacher prep days to kind of figure out what are we doing. Right. And we've got three, at least three days of, of online learning. At that point, we'll see what's going on. I don't really know because I heard that at the CDC. Are they going to go for, are they going to recommend eight weeks? How is that going to play out exactly? I don't know. 
So it's it's one of those things where I think my whole my whole thing I keep trying to tell people is just remain calm. You know, we if we get all crazy and kind of anxious, we're going to put that push that out into the with our communities, and that makes it worse. And so we're really trying with my school community to just kind of whenever people ask, just kind of you know we're we're working on it. We're doing what we can do. We're going to keep as calm as we can go because our call for the cancellation didn't even happen until school had ended mm. on Friday. Wow. It hit in Utah about three two three four o'clock, and my school is out by two. So that's how it was for us too. Home. And so it was like, all right, here we go. We're going to just kind of hit it from there. Here was the weird thing that, that I didn't realize until it happened was my own children, you know, second grader, pre-K, brought home their manila folders with their packets and their work that they're responsible for. So mm-hmm. that, that sparked in me like, wait a second. <laughs> there are other educators who are also parents Yeah. Yep. who I got to be responsible for my 130 students and I got to get, I got to make sure I keep my own kids on track, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm an educator. My wife's an educator. So I can handle what my kids, my own kids are doing, but you know, what about the parents who aren't educators and now they got to somehow support their kids, Exactly. you know, tools of the mind or algebra too. (laughs) You know, it's interesting though. I think, I think it's important. We also recognize that, you know, it's not going to be the exact same, no matter what we do as educators, online learning and face-to-face is different. And we have to, we have to accept that and realize that it's not going to be as effective. We're not going to get every kid to get on and do the online pieces as much as we want to push it. And so as educators, we've got to play our part and recognize, you know what, if I was planning to do this much stuff, I've got to shrink it down and do plan for less, which typically you, you that's how it is online anyways. But you have to realize that you're going to have kids who will not get to it. You've got kids who don't have internet access. So no matter what, they're not going to be able to get into it anyways. And how right. do we account for that kind of stuff? And so my school has basically said, well, I guess what we'll look at is, possibly printing off some packets that people can come and pick up. We can get to them, whatever, but also look at it and say, well, let's not try to, to get a whole bunch of excessive stuff to our kids. Let's get them the minimum they need for at least the initial piece. And if it continues long-term, then that's when we have to really get in and start going. I, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm hoping my kids' teachers are not just slamming stuff, but, but realizing, you know, we as parents can do things, even if the parents aren't educators, you know, we can help our kids to try to, have some semblance of calm because this can be really frustrating for kids and scary for kids. Mm-hmm. And we've got to make sure that let, let them know that they're not necessarily going to be able to do exactly what they need to, to be doing. There are other, there are other issues that, um, <clears throat> you know, I've been very mindful of like those parents who cannot be home with their children. Like what does that look like for them? You know, yep. and who may not, ne- might not necessarily have resources within the community where, you know, I know that if in a pinch I needed to send my boys somewhere if they were younger, now they're on their own. But um, if they were younger, I could call on any number of friends and they'd be taken care of. But like not everybody has that connection to their community. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, those are conversations we've been having along the way too. What does it look like um, when the kid is home all day and their parents aren't necessarily there with them, depending on, yeah. you know, what age they are and stuff like that. Yeah, that's been one of our concerns. When we think about attendance, like should we be taking attendance first thing in the morning or are we taking attendance at 8.30? You know, what about for the kids who, who can't log on to Google Classroom or the parents who are not sending out the emails? Yes, my kid is there. You know, what if they can't do that until 11 o'clock or during a lunch break? You know, are we going to mark the kid absent at that point? So I think right. that, that's really a key piece of it as well is move, the moving pieces of this. Hopefully the, the public understands like this is even though we had a little bit of planning, this was still kind of thrown into action very, very quickly. And right. there should be no judgment of like how the teachers are reacting or, or, or what they're doing on a given day. You know, you talk about packets and I get nervous that people are oh, 
packets. I felt this is 21st century learning. This is what my kids are doing every day. But some of these teachers are really just putting things together with the quickness just to have work go home for these students so they can feel like they're still learning. Well, and, and the pack, and again, the packets are mainly there. That, the reason we talked about that is because, you know, I'm in a school where we have, a, we have, we have quite a few kids who don't have any kind of access at home other than mom and dad come home with a cell phone. And the fact of what you yep. can do with a cell phone versus a, even a Chromebook or a tablet or something very different than what you're going to be able to get done, especially for kids who are not used to that. And so we also have to recognize that piece as well. So that, so there's nothing wrong with saying, here's some packet of stuff. It's not right. a matter of I'm going to slam it down your throat, but if you don't have access, they can't, they can't, no matter, we can talk 21st century learning all we want, but if they don't have access to those 21st century tools, there's not much they can do. We got to go back to 20th century, 19th, whatever, to get those right. kids learning going. 100%. Well, one of, one of the conversations in the, in the comments um, from Beachy is that their school, a school just near where this person lives is going to park buses around town to set up hotspots to help families with no internet access. The town has 40% families without the internet. Yeah. That's, that, that says a lot right there. Yeah, yeah it does. And just accommodating everybody. You know, we go back to lunches. We go back to kids not having mm-hmm. devices. Um, in the comments earlier, I think some schools are opening to hand out what what Chromebooks and other um, electronic devices they have that can go home. And I know that that's not necessarily something that happens on a daily basis. My students go home with their devices, but my boys do not go home with their devices. So that was, yeah. you know, a, a survey was sent out by the school asking, you know, what access my kids will have when we shut down. Yeah. In my school, they made the decision that it's a K-12 district, but from 9 through 12, seniors were given Chromebooks to take home 9 through 11, not able to give them devices. Wow. So what, what happens to those 9 through 11 kids? I mean, how they, they obviously can't be guaranteed the same level because they may not have access to a device. No? Well, ba- basically, another colleague in the building kind of created a quick you know three, four question survey that everybody sort of customized. So I was able to survey my 135 kids, you know, do you have access to a laptop or a tablet or a computer? Do you have reliable internet at home? Um, do you have the ability to get someplace, maybe a family, a family member or, a, um, a public place, the library. So I was able to kind of gather some data and say, you know, I think 130 or 132 of my kids could get in access to the internet and get to Google classroom, um, and get the work that I was providing or will be providing for them. Um, and, and for those kids who don't have the access, I was able to give them physical copies of what I'd be asking them to do. So they got it. Hey, Chris, Craig Yen is wondering why, um, nine through 11 students didn't get devices, only seniors. The only thing that me and my colleagues could come up with was support the kids who are going to be graduating and make sure that they can be up and current on their studies and, be on pace to not fall behind as obviously graduation approaches. Okay. Not to be blase, but like most of those kids, if they're going to college have already been accepted. Like I look at juniors of having like their, this being their critical year when like, yeah. these are the, these are the grades that matter. And like, I think goodness that like my son is not, not a junior and isn't worried about college applications next year. For yeah. those who are watching, I go like this. Right. And for those who are listening after the fact, I shrugged my shoulders and made an emoji <laughs> face. I don't, I don't have the answer. <laughs> well, and so then there's a question there too, Stacey. How does this affect universities across the country and colleges? Do they look at their admission purposes for next year? Yeah, that's do they, do they Do they reevaluate how they handle that and say, okay, we have to look at this because we had a whole, we had nationwide closures for K-12 schools. 
that could have affected and messed with people because again they're very different learning learning ideas and some kids some people do not do online learning at all they can't handle it I mean, right. I've, got, I've got many teacher friends who are who did master's work and they couldn't handle online like they had to like stop and actually physically go because they couldn't do the online piece yeah it was just too much for them and so our students are the same way some students who could be amazing top-notch kids in the classroom may really struggle with this. And I think as teachers, we have to realize that, that just because they're not in there doesn't mean that they don't want to be. Maybe they can't, or maybe yeah. they can't just handle it mentally. You know, maybe it might be too much for them. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's its own set of issues too. Like what is happening at, at higher ed institutions, all the schools that are sending their people home or pulling them out of their abroad programs. And yeah. Yeah. See, and in Utah, all the higher, higher ed institutions, they all closed down basically for online learning only, like on Tuesday or Wednesday this week. Yeah, that happened here and too. And it wasn't until Friday that the K-12 mm-hmm. got hit. And so, mm-hmm. so they were already yep. set. And the thing is, I'm in the middle of, of endorsement work for my library media endorsement. And so it's all online, so it didn't affect me one bit in that sense other than the fact that, oh, okay, yeah, here's this official stance now. But it does. It, it affects the whole – all the way up the ladder. We have to, we have to realize that. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, Derek, there was a question from – Mike Barilla. Yeah, is that right? Mike yes, I, I wanted to pull that up. Go ahead. Yep, go yeah. ahead. He would like to know how your steaks tasted. My steaks were perfecto. They were so good right now. Oh, my gosh. They were great. We popped them on there, had a little Worcestershire sauce, and life was good, man. It was. I'm great. a little Over jealous. That, little asparagus. <laughs> the wife did potato wedges in the, in the oven. Uh, now I'm hungry. I just ate dinner. Boom. It was, it was, it was so good. My wife's an amazing cook. And so she lets me handle the grill. I, I do my grill stuff. So it's fantastic. So, I feel bad. I went to Utah and all Derek served me was like crappy Utah pizza. Wow. Dude, don't even give me that, man. Oh. You weren't anywhere near my house. Don't even pull that on me, my friend. You come That's down true. to St. George and I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you around. All right. There you go. Sounds like all right, Derek, before we, uh, I boot you, uh, how can people get in touch with you? <laughs> hey, before you boot me, I, I want to, I want to share something really quick though. The author, children's author Jerry Pelota, who's known for the this versus that books. You know, you guys are familiar with him at all. Mm-hmm. He's going to be reading a lot of his books and putting them up on YouTube for yeah. kids who are at home, parents and whatnot, to kind of help. So just be aware of that. He's got a lot of phenomenal books, but he's real big with the versus series. And my Spell son his last is a name? huge fan. Pelota. It is his name is Jerry J E R R Y. Last name is P A L L O T T A. Um, I believe he's out of Massachusetts area. I want to say Boston area, but I'm not positive. Um, he's a good friend of Mary Alice Kern, Dr. Kern, who you guys may know from uh, Digit Summit in, uh, areas and whatnot. So yep. Digit Institute. So I just want to share that because that was fairly new. He just tweeted that earlier today, and I thought that's pretty awesome. Uh, but if you want to find me online, feel free. Um, Lars 3EB, L-A-R-S, the number 3EB, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. And then you can find edtechbabble.net is my Kind of forgotten website. I may have to get that up and running again. I'm, I'm working on it, but time is crazy short right now. So that's the way it goes. It is. Yeah. Nice. It was good talking to y'all. Thanks good for letting talk, me good talk. Good talking to you always. See you guys. All right, and uh, waiting patiently. Let's bring up our our next <laughs> participant, Mr. G. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> What's up, Ron? How's it going, guys? Hello. hello. What's up? Well, is man, it coming through us. okay? Oh yeah, we got is, you. Is uh, connection okay? We got you. You're Connection's great. okay, and, and I got to say, I'm impressed. I've, I've been watching you for the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, playing with the lights, getting everything just right. So you are ready to go. 
<laughs> and like he's, in a, green room. he's in a real green room, Chris. Yes, he's in a real yeah, green room. Yeah. Real green. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm doing the best because I think, um, you know, I'm trying to do more YouTube stuff for my channel because uh, I have a garage down below um, and whatnot. But to get into the topic, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, being a shop teacher, you know, I'm teaching people how to use their hands to use tools to make stuff, you know, fix cars, fix, you know, do electricity, brake pads, uh, engines, gasoline, electricity and whatnot. And the problem is, uh, obviously, I can't expect kids to participate in any way because uh, we don't have, we're not meeting at a facility. Uh, you guys with me so far? Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, so I have a, 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 a tech ed community, shop teacher community. We call it the shop teacher podcast. And so I put it to them and I was like, hey, guys, what are you guys going to do on Friday? I asked them and they said, um, you know, some of them are going to do just the safe bet. You know, you're going to put up a video or read this book and answer these questions, the safe route. Right. And I was like, OK, that's good. But let's say we get back to school in about a month or maybe longer, but let's say it's a month and uh, everyone comes in and, you know, they say, Hey, you know, Ron, what'd you, what'd you do with the kids? Just curious, you know? Uh, and I was like, well, you know, they answered a bunch of questions and it's like, Oh man, it's like, wow, it's kind of, it's kind of lame because for, for the shop teacher, because they're, you know, they're paying for this facility. You have like a, you know, you got electricity, you got welders, you got machines. I'm asking for budget every single year. And then like, we got this gap where we did nothing. Um, so not cool. So I have a plan. So I'm, I'm going to go with the safe bet and I'm going to go with the moonshot. And the moonshot is that we're going to design something online. There is some software and I'll talk about that in a second. But the idea is challenge the kids to, to design something and then we'll either outsource it to like a place that makes stuff like that or maybe a 3D printer, maybe collaborative. Somebody makes it, somebody might have a 3D printer over here. Some of my head 3D printer over there. Obviously I'd love to do steel, which you can actually, you can send out to like an outsourcing house. There's something called proto. Anyway, I could get into that. But the idea is that when we walk in, I want to walk in with something like a, like an object, you know? Um, and so it's going to be a moonshot. So that's my thing. I'm going to do like the safe bet and the moonshot. Um, so that was what I was going to do. I had a bunch of questions for you guys. Uh, but yeah, if, if, let me Fire stop away. talking for a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. What questions you got? Let's go. Okay. So what I was curious about, like, let's say I want to um, have a, this meeting uh, on Monday and explain the project. Um, what do you recommend? Is it, what should I do a zoom meeting? Uh, is that, does that host like 20 kids or should I do, should I just post up the video? Like, how do you get them to participate? Like, how do I know they're actually attending class? If you want them to participate, you could certainly do zoom. And actually I just saw an article today that the founder of a zoom zoom.us for those who want to check it out is giving away or allowing you to sign up with your school email you can get access to all the premium features for Zoom, which will increase the um, – actually, what it takes away is the um, – I think it's like a 45-minute time cap on a, on a free account for meetings. Yeah. So that time cap would be gone, and I think the number of participants would go up. You'd be able to record the meeting. So if you had kids who couldn't attend live, 
you could just make it available, you know, put the video on your Google Classroom. Hey, perfect. Make yep. And then there's going also, back to God. I'll say there's this what we're doing right now where you could um I've actually planned two this week. I'm gonna use StreamYard to do unlisted broadcasts. So only my kids have this link for later in the week where they can come in, check in, have the chat via on a platform they're familiar with. And I can get kids coming on here. I can go over what we're doing. If they got questions, they can come on and ask me. But I'm doing StreamYard as a private stream. Um, you can do Google Hangouts. You can do Google Meet if your yes. district is a Google school guy. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, so Google Meet is something that we're, we're looking at to use, uh, especially this week with our uh, Board of Ed meeting. Because Google Meet, this is Google Meet, that's what it is, right? It's not yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's Hangouts, Meet, same thing. What, um, what's the difference between the Google Hangout video and Google Meet? So Google Meet has a whole bunch of different options for users. You ha you can have, I think, up to like 250. So you can have 250 people part of this meeting. Uh, it could be, and it's virtual, obviously, and it's free right now up until the end of July. So if you're wow. a Google district and you're going to start using Google, you know Hangouts very well. Google Meet is the same thing. You can jump in there and use that for right now. And nice. Google Meet will also, when you do those meetings, Google Meet will you save automatically to your Google yeah. Drive. Um, if they turn on the stream feature, you can stream the meeting and then... People can watch it and not be in it, but they can watch it. Um, but again, awesome. anything anything large scale like that, just advise your participants, students or adults, mute your microphone. Yep, that's what that's then, what Greg said in the beginning. Yeah, yep. Or else it can cool. get pretty crazy. Like everybody typing in a Google Doc, it can get pretty crazy pretty quick. Oh, yeah, the Google Doc, right. A live doc that keeps on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting. That's cool. Well, so that's my plan. Um um, and, uh, you know, this is great what you guys are doing. And I would love to see a follow up. Um, you guys could do like a Friday happy hour thing or something like that if you want. You know, that would be cool. Like a virtual happy hour. I think it's important what, what you guys are doing. And, and you know, I got a our business is being challenged, our careers. And also I got a friend who does a film festival. And that's all live events. Mm -hmm. And he's being challenged because his competitors like Tribeca and Sundance, they're all canceled. And he's part of the Big Apple Film Festival. So he's never gone online before, but now that's it. He has right. to. Otherwise, his, his footprint's gone. Um, so just to get back, just technically, the, the two things I was interested in was um, I'm going to use something called Onshape, which is uh, kind of like a stolen version of SolidWorks, which is CAD, and you can share the files and it updates live. So someone can open up your file, see you editing it, and they can actually get in there and grab it. So basically it's it's Google Docs for CAD. Hmm. That is amazing. And what yeah, was that called? Onshape? On say, say that one again, right? What's that? Onshape? Yeah, it's called Onshape, and I and I've seen I've met the CEO once at a demo, and I and I've seen it a million times, and I tried to play with it, but I never really use it. So this is it. I'm challenged. I have to use it. This is probably the best move. Is it free? Yes, except if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is what it is. If <laughs> it's kind of funny how they they do it. If you want your files to be private, you got to pay. If you are okay with your files being public. Then, um, then uh, uh, it, it's free. It's kind of like encourages community in a way. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, and then the other thing is um, uh, Proto Labs. This is like a professional outsourcing uh, three dimensional object house. Um, 
so like, let's say you had a design for something and you needed a prototype made and they cut it on a 3D. So a CNC machine is like a 3D mm-hmm. cutter instead of a 3D printer. It cuts, cuts the material and then they can actually just ship you the prototype over the mail. It's expensive. Uh, it's a professional and it's like traded on the stock market. It's like a, a big company, but maybe if the thing's small enough, it's 30 bucks or 50 bucks. I'll, maybe I'll just spring for it and then we'll have an object when we walk in. I don't know. Dude, Ron, that's nice. awesome. Man. Yeah. Thank, thank you for sharing all that. That's great. Uh, different perspective. Yeah, so that's basically it. Thanks for having me on. Well, hold on before you and go. It, I, I know uh, you. It, so, if anybody wants to find me on Mr. G's workshop, there you go on Instagram you go. and you got to <laughs> check out his stuff because his YouTube videos are fire. That's awesome. Thanks, Thanks for joining man. us. Thanks. Ron. I appreciate it. Thanks Ron. All right. I love him. Off a he's, too he's, one, he's, one of, he's one of my coffee to you guys. I love Ron. He draws love pictures it. for my kids all the time when he comes. They absolutely like, where's Ron? Where's he going to draw me that car? Ron's in there. I like Ron. <laughs> he's a good dude. Nice. So for again, for everybody who's watching again, share this out on Twitter, share the link podcastpd.com slash live. We're talking about teaching uh, online and trying to be effective at it. And speaking of effective, he's, he's been on hold a long time and uh, let's just punch him right up. Bruce. Bruce. I feel like a first time, long time caller. Can I, finally <laughs> I was actually trying to, I, I just thought of it as I put you on, I should play the cousin Brucey music. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that would be great. How about like meet the Mets? Mm. No. I'd rather not watch baseball. No. <laughs> I know. I'm going crazy. I'm a huge sports fan, and yeah. there is nothing on. See, um, Bruce, this is what I was talking to, to Stacey about. She thought I was out of my mind. Like, it's been a week. It's been a, a week is a long time in the sports world. That's like, there, there's, like there's five there's games. On, and unless you want to bet on curling or something, there's absolutely nothing. Or did you see the thing going around the internet? The uh, the Roomba curling with like Roombas and I Swiffers? I saw that in Swiffers. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I feel um, like you could still be physically active, though. So, like, there's there's that. There's I went to the park stuff. yesterday. I rode my bike. Right. So you have I mean, options. I still I have mean, electricity. I have water. I mean. Exactly. Things are good. They, you know what? There is tons of stuff to do. And the sports world is saying whenever they come back in eight weeks or 12 weeks, like, how many people are actually going to come back after they discover going to the park, being mm-hmm. with their family, being with their kids, all these offline things that are awesome to do. Um, you know, how many people are actually, they're going to lose a lot, you know, to, uh, to go back, but thanks so much for doing this tonight. Cause I've been looking at resources since I knew our school was going to close and it just seems like there's so many and it's kind of like, which ones are you going to use, um, you know, to be effective yeah. is like part of the challenge of it. So Bruce, I've seen you pop up a couple of times, um, in one of the Facebook groups about, um, for, you know, distance learning, um, I haven't kept up with any of them because my district, you know, good for us. They, they kind of said, here are your lessons for the next 10 days. And we really had nothing to do with the planning. That was all the work of our coaches. Um, But what has it been like for you and what are you recommending in those Facebook groups? Yeah, no, there's a really, to show you um, how much this has grown, there's one on Facebook and I wrote the name of it down because it's a very long name, educator school closure for online learning. It started with about seven or 8,000. Last, I just checked, I think they're up to like 60,000 teachers. And they're wow. from all around the world. So there are teachers on there from that teach in China that might live other places. And they're telling people what it was like for them, like the first time they went, um, you know, to go teach. And basically they're saying, don't expect to do everything you did in the classroom, that you're going to get to about half of what you got to if you're lucky. And a really important point that they've all made is like, 
make sure the kids are safe, healthy, and it's as much like checking in on them the first week than actually for all the video conferencing, you know, things, uh, you know, things to work. Um, I've also been following a hashtag called remote learning, uh, which is on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that also has tons of different resources. And again, it's almost like an abundance of which ones you're going to choose. And for me in my district, uh, Google Classroom is the LMS platform. They have people, parents signing in under um, the student information system to log in in the morning. And then I think it's a good idea. They have well, the kids doing an exit ticket every day to make sure they got on, but just as importantly, to learn from them what they liked, what they didn't like, how they can make uh, changes as they, you know, as they go along. Um, and I'm going to basically be doing everything, Google Classroom, Google tools they're familiar with. And then for me, thrown in with WeVideo, where I could do screencasts on there, record them, and then upload them to YouTube or to Drive. And if you don't have WeVideo, like tons of other companies, you can sign up and get it for free throughout this whole period of time, which is great. Oh, that's really clutch. And and honestly, it's a great way to get into WeVideo and then convince your district to get it because it's such an amazing resource and tool to use with kids. Um, yeah, and the number one gripe, it's not a gripe, but it's a its a good reason is like, it's so expensive. Like we can't, we can't afford to get it. And iMovie comes, used to come with it, you know, with the device, but right. WeVideo will work on Chromebooks, you know, and everything. But I understand, I mean, money, money is tight. The other yeah. thing before I forget is um Dan Gutman, who's another author. I Love saw him. him also post along with Jerry Pilata mm-hmm. saying that he's going to be reading every single day to students, um, which someone you know, posted that in our chat too, that, um, that there are a number of authors who are going to be doing that. So I bet you pe- yeah. people like Peter H. Reynolds, he's very kid friendly and like totally just there to be um, at the service of kids with his story. Yeah, and stuff. And so I imagine a lot of people are going to be doing that. And the origin of seen, um, we use your stuff. Like, can we, you know, give out your things and it's not a copyright thing. And a lot of the authors have come on and said, Oh, like more than give it away. We'll come on and read our book. So people can actually be listening to them every day. That's awesome. Do you know if there's like one centralized location to find those authors or, cause I know there used to be um, when I was in the classroom before this year, um, there used to be like Skype with an author and, and stuff like that. Is there, do you know if people are kind of like, not coming yet, together would, in one central location not yet but that would be a great question for that and again it's a super long name but educator school closure for online learning group um because okay. even for myself i lost him i don't know no are you there oh, bruce no. all right well bruce uh you got the link come on back in if uh if you can and then that, that, he's that... uh he's b Riker on um on twitter Sorry, I dropped my pencil. That's right. That that group that, that Bruce was talking about, that group has been huge. I've been taking resources from that group and yeah. sending it out to some of my teachers so they have some online resources that they may not be familiar with. It really, honestly, the collaboration of teachers from across the country have just been tremendous. Just the spreadsheets they've been putting out there, the Google Docs, the different uh, companies that are that are um, giving some free access. It's really been powerful. So. So check out that group if you're if you're in a pinch and you really need something or you want to share it with your staff. Bruce is on on point with that one. Well, yeah, l- like Stevie Cohen at a Mets game, we got him back on the line. <laughs> Yay! Now my Wi-Fi really did that. I didn't try to cut out to then come back with an update in the fifth inning. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. 
But um, yeah, I would I would go to that group. That's a great question, Stacey, with like where the authors are. And we have a lot of authors come to our school. And frankly, like I'm surprised a lot of them, they don't really have a Twitter presence or a Facebook presence. They might go visit right. schools, um, but that might be another, you know, positive outcome of all of this is that, you know, that's amazing for the authors to be reading their books. And, you know, reading is the most important thing, whatever the kids do. Um, you know, to be able to have someone read to them is great. The other thing our district is doing, which is, I don't know if it's unique, but two things is they made a schedule for the kids. Not that they're going to go by this hourly schedule, but if their parents wanted them to, they could have homeroom and check in throughout the day. And I have like a block from 12 to one every day that the unified arts, you know, teachers are teaching. And the other thing that they did, which I think is a great idea is the IT department, they have like a live link off of the website. So you can email them for um, tech support, but they even have a little chat link that if you really get stuck, parents or teachers can chat with the IT person. And especially in the beginning, I think that's going to be, you know, super helpful if you never used any of these tools before. It's the yeah. shadow. <laughs> what? I'm not looking. Sorry. I saw her. People who listen to the show, they know about the shadow. Yeah. But, Bruce, um, you've been. This has been really, really amazing. I really look forward to trying to find um, some of those authors for my kiddos. Um, and I look for you when you when you post in the um, in the educators group online. I know there's another one. I'm looking for the name of it, so I'm slightly distracted as I look for that. Oh no worries. I think today uh, one of the best things I read, Chris of Villas actually put up and said, if you never used Google Classroom before, you might want to not have the students comment in the stream. Oh, because, that's well, thanks for the reminder. I need to turn that off. Yeah, right that, now. I'm going to remind myself too because that's usually just turned on. And if they're not in school and they know they might be home, it looks like whatever period of time, you know, they you could delete their things they wrote afterwards, but you might want to be proactive that you can completely make it so you're the only person that the teacher is yeah. the only person that could post in the stream. I've empowered my kids all year. Why stop now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a good tip. If you've never used it, which some of the teachers true, if you've never. have never used, used it. And my kids still can't figure out that I do not need them to tell me when they've turned something in or to comment on how cool it is or anything. So, And the, and the other thing <laughs> I saw online, which I thought was um, clever, um, from Sue, I think she's in South Jersey. She's a kiker trainer, and she also is a video production teacher, is for staff to have one shared doc. And then in that shared doc, they'll be sharing ideas throughout the day. And then they could also ask each other, but just in one document um, instead of, especially if they're not doing uh, video. And I thought that was a pretty clever idea and a super easy way to use Google Docs. That's a great idea. I, I'm, I'm, I think I might take that and modify it, you know, because as we go through, you know, Bruce, you know, you're, you're, you're in Bergen County. I keep mentioning it, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to be for two weeks. We're going to be out for longer than that. And we're going to have to shift and adjust as we go forward, you know, over the next three, four, even longer than that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I know a challenge I'm going to have is my marking period ends April 15th. So the next day is the fourth marking period. Like in my particular school, Mm -hmm. I get all new students for the fourth marking period. Oh, wow. So So you you might've met with your kids for the last time last week and you're going to jump back in with a whole new batch just starting off again. No, well, even I still think we might be in remote learning at that point. So- When the remote learning ends, a new group could come in, you know, during a new marking period. But all the teachers are going to have different challenges of if you have the class the whole year. But 
I kind of thought I had printed out at least those class lists that those kids are going to be like coming the first day and now you're doing it remotely is going to be definitely a challenge. Well, just so you know, Bruce, here on StreamYard, there is an experimental green screen feature. So maybe you produce your morning show with your kids coming in here. I, I like what the other teacher said from Bergen Catholic that he has kids doing it like on their lawn and then send it in and, um, you know, do like the regular show uh, would be, you know, would be cool. Yeah, I have a couple of kids now that could probably pull it off to, you know, record on green screen at home or on their front lawn. It'd be kind of cool to see them like, you know, open our school day still with a modified version of the show. Nice. This Bruce, is, how can people connect with you? This is breaking my streak of 2000 also, Chris. So I'm very, I'm very upset with the oh, show. No. I, oh, I no. Don't, I don't think we'll put the asterisk in the book. Just, just keep going. Okay. <laughs> I was only kicked out offline once for when we had a, a lightning strike in our school. We were off for like a week, but this is the second oh, so, time. So the streak's been over for a long time. <laughs> Maybe I should just give my Twitter address. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, uh, people could definitely reach me. The easiest place is um, on Twitter at B Reicher, B R E I C H E R. And, um, you know, definitely share and learn together. And again, I think what one of the other people said is, the more you could do something like this, I think all the different things everyone's saying is definitely a big help to see it like visually instead of just read it, you know, on a piece of paper. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for having this. And I think that to your point too, and to um, Ron's point, like I think we need connection as much as our kids are going to need connection these next few weeks and just kind of like taking care of our own sanity. Um, you know, the number of people who are not only going to be managing anywhere from 20 or so to to 100 plus kids, but likely their own children, if they're still school age, you know, it's it's going to be a lot. Yeah. So Pub PD might come to fruition, AJ. There you go. <laughs> I think you might be right. All, All right. right. Thanks, Thanks a lot, lot Bruce. Bruce. Be safe and have a good night. Thank Take you. care. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> along, along those lines, Stacey, uh, I was talking with Bowtie Joe, another former Aww. guest of the podcast. Um, and Friday, we're going to, in the morning, do, uh, he's we're going to invite teachers we work with to do a, a private one of these on Streamyard, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a new, new brunswick faculty ama where we're going to put it out to our kids google classrooms That's have the awesome. kids be able to come and chat and we'll have some teachers on just to catch up and just have that little bit of community for kids who are used to seeing us every day and right. uh you know well, jo- and- joe's going to be behind me you say New Brunswick MMA. Ask, You're going to just fight ask it me out? anything. A- AMA. AMA. Ask, ask, ask me anything. I love to that point MMA, too. Though. Chris Craig Yan just pointed out. Um, just wrote another teacher said to make two classrooms where the students can post into the stream to be able to catch up with each other. And I think that maybe that's something that I do. That I, I don't know what I would call it. Like my my first thing was like coronavirus catch up, but oh. that is not <laughs> what I would call it. Um. Catching up with classmates. I like alliteration. It's still fifth grade, you know. Have you taught them alliteration yet? Um, no, because we haven't. I usually teach it in poetry. And honestly, it's not early elementary. It's more of a primary thing than an oh. upper elementary thing. Um, and yeah. uh, speaking of upper elementary, let's go to our next caller. He's been very patient and he looks better than all of us. He brings a lot of value. Been on the show before. Welcome back. Dan Krinas. This guy. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Dan Krinas. What's up, buddy? Time oh, out. you know, we're not watching. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Podcast update. What's your new toy? Yeah, I've had this for a little while. Uh, That's nice a new, nice mic. Nice new microphone. Looks good. Sounds good. I'm it does. It. He yeah. sounds smooth. The Shure SM7B, baby. That's it. 
Wait a minute, though. Are you like, are you downstairs in a basement with like bright yeah. white walls? Okay. I was like, it's like daylight where Dan is right now. And I know uh, someone, we're in the same time zone. So I was just trying to figure someone, it out. Someone I just interviewed uh, recently or someone I was on a call with thought that it was a, um, like a green screen or some kind of fake background. It's the lighting. I have, um, <laughs> I have some pretty bright lights down here. That's awesome. No, that's great. So. Uh, thank you guys. I know that a lot of people have said this, not only, uh, with you live, but also in the chat. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And, um, I I know for me personally, I'm trying to do everything I can to, uh, continue to support, uh, clearly the the teachers in my building who I support every day as a coach, but, uh, even friends and family. And I know, again, this was commented in, in the YouTube chat that, um, you know, we as educators kind of know what to do. Um, not just for our students who we're going to be supporting virtually over the next few weeks or, or even next month or two months, um, but with kids at home. And there are lots of parents out there who are worried and, and um, you know, just really don't know what to do. Uh, oh, thank you, Susie. Susie's <laughs> great. I love Susie. Um, <laughs> Susie and I missed each other, unfortunately, in person at ISTE in, I think that was in Chicago, but uh but we speak all the time on Voxer through EduMatch and, and various groups. I appreciate that, Susie. Um, yeah, so, you know, there are definitely parents and, and, and friends of mine who have kids at home who are like, are you kidding me? Now I got to try and educate these kids, too. And I'm not a teacher and I don't know what to do. So, um, you know, trying to help out people who are not educators as well. Yeah, I think hopefully districts are doing right by parents who, you know, probably run the gamut and and what they're able to do to help their kids. Um, you know, not everybody is like Chris and AJ where both parents are, are educators or I'm fortunate. Um, my husband knows all the math that I don't know. So like that works out for me as my kids get older. I'm like, Oh, that's not my, not my territory. I'll teach you the new math. He can teach you the old math that I never understood when I was in high school. But, you know, for those families, I hope, I hope people are being thoughtful and mindful of the fact that, you know, a kid could be home all day by himself as his parents are out working or, you know, um, parents don't necessarily like teaching their own children or aren't well equipped for that and, and that they're creating lessons and that they're creating content that the kids can do independently or with very little support. And and leaving it so that parents can support them, you know, in their mental well-being or support them in like their daily physical health, you know, just kind of making sure that they're out and about and, you know, that school at home doesn't become a stressor um, that is worse than for some kids school when it's at school, you know. So I, I see that comment by Christine there that says I have to teach at 8 a.m. And I, I'm That's assuming... Crazy. I'm assuming she's an educator and, and I, I wanted to sort of piggyback on that and actually talk if I could about what my school and my district are doing. Um, I know that lots of districts are all over the place. You know, where I live, uh, the district that my kids go to, they're saying at home learning at this point, at least, is optional. And they're just assuming that school then is going to be extended. AJ, you look confused. Yeah. Um they they're just, <laughs> they're just assuming that uh, that school is going to just continue all the way through June and that we're going to have to give all these days back and and that's it. My district where I work, uh, we are going to do everything that we can. The plan is to do everything we can to keep these kids learning at a distance, of course, 
Um, we have a schedule, actually, if I could share my screen in a second, I'll sort of show you because a lot of people have been asking me for examples of the schedule. Um, I'll show you what we set up and the expectation for teachers is that uh, they are logged in to every period that they teach, that they uh, are logged in to track their attendance between the hours of eight and uh, 3.05, which is normal, you know, normal school hours for us. But actual learning time goes from 8 a.m. to uh, 12 p.m., basically. And, and there are different periods. There's a whole schedule worked out. Can I, can I share my screen with you guys? Yeah, go ahead. And we can talk about it a little bit. All right, thanks. This will be great on the audio podcast. No. <laughs> well, we can work through it. But we'll it already sounds it. Yeah. like your school is doing more than like, um, and I don't know if there's like a system for my boys' school, but one of his teachers is available from eight to nine and then again from four to five for like direct instruction and then throughout the day for email. And I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Hmm. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it come to fruition. But this is actually the one class that he was the most concerned about. Like, how am I going to learn all the things I need to learn? in this class. So I'm just happy that there are teaching time, like, like actual teaching time. So God, explain your schedule to us. So the numbers themselves aren't going to mean too much to you, but what will make sense is that there are those four time slots. There's essentially eight to eight fifty, nine to nine fifty, ten to ten fifty, and eleven to eleven fifty. The first three of those four instructional time periods are actual learning. And, and what I mean by actual learning is that students are expected to be in those individual Google classes uh, for whatever period they have. And that's what those numbers mean, that it's really weird uh, the way that our, our numbers work. So I'm not even going to try to explain that. But basically, every content area is, normally speaking, in school and now at home is 50 minutes long. And we've shortened our related arts to 20-minute blocks. So essentially within that 50-minute to one-hour period, um, a student can go through three cycles of related arts classes. So if they have a content area class, it's 50 minutes. If they have those three related arts periods in one block, it actually extends to about an hour, but it's 20 minutes at a time. And then that last hour ish from 11 to 1150 um, may be used to do a Q&A with teachers, uh, get some extra help, finish, you know, get some more time to finish any assignments that they might not have been able to finish in 20 minutes or 50 minutes, depending on whether they're in a related art or a content area class. Hmm. That is a very detailed schedule. Yeah, it is. So I'm, so, looking, at, I'm looking at yours. And I'm thinking about what we have and we broke it down based on content area and the time that they should be. And we, we're, we're focusing our schedule at our school for four hours of the day. So depending on the school, you know, uh, the middle school starts at 8.05, the elementary school's, school starts at 8.30. So we're looking at four hours from that point. And we broke it down that during this time, you're going to do ELA for uh, 60 minutes. You're going to do math for 60 minutes. Social studies will be a 40-minute block, 30 minutes for other core classes like language, uh, 20 minutes of phys ed, so you guys really have some 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 work there. I think the idea or or I should say the ideal situation is for the staff uh the staff's attendance to be tracked and to count and for the students attendance and so that maybe in the hope that we will not have to give back any of this time and it will all count as instructional time. Now the the caveat is going to be if that doesn't work out 
now you're asking teachers to still be teaching and in attendance. And then if you do tack on additional days during April break or at the end of the school year, uh, now you're asking teachers to work more outside of uh, what, what you were normally calling your school year. And that's going to that's going to be interesting. So hold on, Dan, are you guys doing this digital learning without knowing if it's days are actually going to count for you? I suppose the answer to that is yes. Um, the hope is that we will be able to petition the state for a waiver and that they will say, hey, you had, you know, and, and that's why we want to track the attendance of not just the uh, teachers, but the students as well to say, here is what percentage of our teachers were still in attendance and here's how much they worked during the shutdown. Here's the attendance of our students and how many what percentage of students were enrolled and, and active, you know, in, in terms of uh, the online learning and then to say, Hey, these were instructional days. We shouldn't have to give these back whether or not the state goes for it. I don't know the, they, the governor did waive the 180 day um, school year requirement, mm -hmm. but basically all that means is that if you don't have 180 days by the end of June, the school year can't be extended beyond like June 30th. Who's closing your school? Um, the district. Are you, are, are you on snow days? Is that how it's working right now? Like you're basically taking your snow days? No, not even. Hmm. We're, wow. we're not really taking days because right. the kids aren't there. still learning out, out of yeah. school. Yeah. And, and I, I should mention that in our district, uh, grades six through 12 are one to one and students. And we, it was a mad scramble on Friday to, to make sure that every single student had a Chromebook. Uh, but six through 12 are, you know, one to one with Chromebooks. And then K through five, basically the teachers made hard copies and packets and sent kids home with uh, the, the hard copies of the work that they're going to need to do. Wow, you guys are taking a tremendous risk. Yeah, I have to say here in New Jersey, I mean, we had it is mandated that we had yeah. to have a plan by Monday, this mm -hmm. past Monday, um, in order for all e-learning days to count. That plan needed to be submitted to the state on Monday. And then I think people then had some time this week and you know, some districts are taking tomorrow or and Tuesday to figure out like the actual instruction that's going to be taking place, but plans had to be in place or any of your days would not be counted. I'm, I'm like gobsmacked. I could yeah, imagine. I'm, I hope it works out for you guys. I mean, obviously you can't go past June 30th. I get that. But still, even the fact that when was your school year supposed to end? I think June 12th. Wow. Or 12th, something like that. Wow. Man, I hope I hope it works out for you guys. I, mean, yeah. hopefully, and I know the situation is bad as it is, but hopefully, you know, that, that would just be a real blow to you guys if you didn't get that approved. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it's going to be interesting if, uh, you know, in terms of like the teachers union, teachers contract, if, if we're expected to be in attendance, logged in. At, well, all right. The breakdown is eight to 12 is instructional time, but eight to three the expectation is that we're still available with our email open and, and everything. And, and we're locked, we're, we're clocking in at eight and we're clocking out at three Oh five. And it's obviously going to be very interesting to then be told you're going to need to extend the school year. And the teachers are going to say, wait a second, we were still working during those days. And if you want us to continue working past the school year, you're going to have to continue paying us right. past mm -hmm. the school year. So, yeah, it, I agree it is a bit risky, 
safety. And I have, I don't know when we'll hear uh, the definitive answer as to whether or not they're extending the school year beyond that June 10th or 12th that we were supposed to go to. But that's, uh, that's the idea. Uh, if I could, I also wanted to bring up uh, the unique position that I think I am in mm-hmm. as a coach in all of this. You know, teachers, like I said, have to be I have to provide at this point, they were asked to provide 10 days worth of uh, Google Classroom lessons, activities to keep the kids engaged and learning for at least a period of two weeks. Beyond that, uh, right now is supposed to be our spring break, but who knows? Um, My role as a coach, I'm trying to do what I can to still... uh, be available and and support teachers in any way I can. Um, I held a, a Zoom conference call this evening just to say, hey, if there are any last minute questions, comments, concerns that you guys have, any any tips, uh, you know, or tools that I can show you in terms of Google Classroom, let's get on tonight and chat about it. Um, I'm going to keep that same Zoom room. It's it's basically like my personal meeting room in Zoom. And I heard you talking before. I forget who it was with. But uh, Chris, I think it was you, you mentioned that, yes, Zoom has now granted their premium features to basically anyone who signs up using a school account. Um, so I had Zoom with a personal account, but you were cut off at 40 minutes. And you know anything more than like two people chatting in a room, it, it didn't really work that well. Uh, so now I have a school-issued Zoom account and... It's you can have as many people as you want, basically, and it's longer than 40 minutes. It's great. So I'm going to use that. Uh, And I told teachers anytime, whether it's during those instructional hours or not, let me, you know, come into that Zoom room. I will get a notification. I'll jump right in. It might take a minute or two, but I'll jump right on there and, and help you out with whatever you need. And I had my principal send the same message out to our parents and families to say, look, if you're if you as a parent or your student are struggling with any of the technology or the schedule or anything involving this, uh, this digital learning, please jump on a Zoom call with me and I will support you however I can. That's awesome. That's really great. I think that's really great. It's really helpful to the teachers. That's the support they need during this time if they're not going to be there. For those teachers who are nervous about all of this, that's, that's good that you're available. You're a good man, Dan Krinas. <laughs> sure. Nice. Yeah. You know, it is a it is a unique position because um, I I want to like I want to do as much as I possibly can, but without those responsibilities directly to students, um, it's just about like I said, just trying to be as available as possible to continue to support. And again, as I I said this like right when when we got on with each other, like I think there's so many parents who are not educators out there who are like, I don't know what Google Classroom is. I don't know, not even not even like, I don't know how to teach the content. Just, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my kids. Yeah, you I was doing that with ones. my brother-in-law today. Yeah. He was like, like so do I need a special device to get Google Classroom? I was like, nope. I'll show you what I did. I just a paper hard copy. My wife and I like made this schedule for my own kids at home yeah. for the next few days. <laughs> what what uh, what they're going to be doing. So I have two kids, Evan and Leah. Evan's in fourth grade. Leah's in kindergarten. And, uh, you know, there like you I said, my, my district is basically making this at home learning optional, but while I have to be quote unquote working, uh, from eight to 12 every morning, my, my wife is actually her school's on spring break. Uh, she's in a private school and their break is starting, but now she's got the rest of the family home with her. Yeah. Uh, Craig, Yen. I have not talked to Craig in a long time. Props to me. Thank you very much, Craig. Um, and Robert. 
thanks for that. Appreciate it, guys. Um, I'm trying, trying to do everything I can. Uh, but yeah, so speaking of trying, like I'm, I'm going to even try with my own kids to keep them active and engaged mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, support their learning uh, as a parent as well. Well, thank you for supporting us and joining us tonight. Where can, um, where can our listeners find you? Uh, probably the best place, I guess, out there is uh, at Decrinus on Twitter or Leader of Learning. But uh, yeah, definitely any, anything I can do, especially for those people who are uncomfortable out there about having having their own kids at home with them so much uh, right now and um, just the, the uncomfortability of it all. Uh, if there's anything that I can do, please let me know. Thank you. And, and certainly uh, D- Dan has his podcast, Leader of Learning. So if you find yourself at home with more time than usual, podcast listening should spike a little bit here. Co- I can't yeah, wait to true. knock my numbers down. <laughs> <laughs> well, slow down, Stacey. Coincidentally, if I could just plug really quickly, uh, I have an episode that's coming out tomorrow that I did before I started planning anyway, before we knew about all the school shutdowns and everything. And um, I think it's, there's a, a bit of a connection here that's important. It's all about teacher resistance and resistance to change. Um, and, and it gets a little bit, not, not a little bit, it gets a lot uh, researchy because as you guys know, I'm, I'm basically uh, done with my dissertation and finishing up my doctorate. And, and it's some, it's based, thank you, Chris. Uh, it's based a lot on some of the research that I did behind what leaders do to instill a growth mindset in teachers. And so I talk, it's just me, solo episode, and and we're talking all about teacher resistance and how to kind of overcome that, which obviously at this point, it's not just classroom teachers, it's everyone is having educators and parents and just anyone. This is something that has not been seen before, not been dealt with. So it's uncomfortable. Um, and, And the way that educators are responding to it. It's just amazing supporting each other and um, just trying to understand the different situations that everyone is in and, and helping out. It's, it's awesome. Uh, And and as this continues to unfold, I expect it's only going to get better. So um, it's unfortunate, but I do think that we'll all come out much, much better from it in the end. Yeah, I agree. I'll give it a listen. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks you. Thanks, Thanks to you, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for hopping on, man. So I think one of the things Dan talked about, and it's unfortunate that it took this issue that's going on around the country for teachers to, you know, start to embrace the technology and start to embrace mm-hmm. this idea of digital learning. But, you know, if this is what it takes to do it and people start finding some comfort in it, I think it's really going to change a lot of the methods that, that we bring into the classroom. I think it's really going to change the way a lot of teachers look at teaching going forward. And it is going to make them stronger. And I think that's really fantastic. Um, it is unfortunate that we're doing it because of this. Right. But overall, I really think it's going to really change the way teachers teach and students learn. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, you know, my in my, pre, in my old district, I know I worked with um, some people who were a little reluctant to use technology or didn't fully adopt it. Or, you know, maybe even they didn't have the resources where it's something that's you know, readily available on a daily basis. But um, in South Brunswick, they've been teaching, um, they've been teaching distance for two days now. So they're two days in, um, they go back to distance teaching tomorrow. But um, one of the things they've said is the way that their classroom community has evolved and the connections that the kids are making, they, I don't know if they're required, but I know some of them are making phone calls home and, um, some of them are talking to their kids or having virtual morning meetings. And that is not something 
I know the two teachers that I'm thinking of from that district would ever have considered if this were not their current reality. So it's just nice to see people stepping out, getting a little uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, learning new things for, for, you know, like the best of their students. I don't want to get too preachy and I don't want to, I don't want to be negative here in any way, but throughout Twitter, throughout the education community, a lot of the leaders and a lot of the teachers that we see out there are saying to do certain things with your students, you know, during this time, I see a lot of people preaching the fact that you should be calling home or you should be, you know, finding ways to connect with your students, whether it's FaceTime or Google Hangouts or actual phone call. If that is not comfortable for you, don't feel like you're not doing the right thing because you're seeing it on Twitter. We can't live by the word of Twitter anymore. Right. We got a lot of people putting themselves out there doing different things. Yes, you're using Google Classroom. You're communicating in some way. If you're using Remind, drop a message. But don't feel like you absolutely need to go out of your way to contact, whether you're a leader, all of the families in one given day. And don't feel like you have to connect with every single student. We have kids all over the place who are not going to be home, who are going to be working at a different time of the day in a different location where they're not comfortable. And if you know that, again, reach out. But if you feel like it's putting stress on you that, oh, my God, I got to get to my kids. They need me. Right. They do need you. But you can find another way to get in touch with them without driving yourself nuts. If you have a family if you are doing your work from home and your kids are next to you doing your work, that's priority number one, keeping yeah. them safe. Priority number two is finding a way to connect with your kids and whatever that is. And I don't mean to sound negative, but I've seen a lot of these people put this out there that, oh, you have to go and connect with your kids. Call them every day. That's impossible. I'm sorry. That's impossible. I mean, unless you're a, a resource room teacher and you've got nine kids. Right. Maybe. But I like the but, idea of this, Chris, using StreamYard to have like a virtual connection with anyone who's available and can get on right because again they they can those who are comfortable can chat those who are a little more outgoing and want to come on camera you can do that or you could just monologue or maybe just record if you don't want to call your kids or if that's not you maybe you can use something like loom record Mm -hmm. a video hey you know it's mr nessie just want to check in let you guys know i'm thinking about you um if you have questions you know email me leave a comment down below you know, just keep it simple. That's all it is. Take, do a screencastify. Take two minutes and just say, you know, thinking of you, hope you're safe, hope your family is well. You know, email right. me if you need. Drop a message in your Google Classroom if you need. Right. And, if, and if that's too much, just go on your Google Classroom and drop a message as an announcement or mm-hmm. go on right. Remind or go on Canva, whatever. Just drop a text message. Yeah. Hey, Chris, if, if people wanted to use something like um, StreamYard this week to connect with their kids, how easy is this to set up? This is super easy. Uh, you go to StreamYard.com, sign up for a free account, and you can connect it to any number of places. So, for example, on this account, I have it connected to YouTube. I have it connected to Facebook, Twitch. Um, so YouTube might be the easiest thing to connect it to because then you can schedule a broadcast like I did today, and I could schedule it as public, private, unlisted, and it's just a matter of sharing out the link. You know, okay. I was, I mean, I'm able to do this fancy thing of, you know, podcastpd.com slash join, but you know, there is an actual youtube.com slash a whole bunch of jargon that you could just put that link in a Google right. classroom. It's I was going to say, simple. and if you're posting in classroom, who cares? You're sharing a link. It's not something someone's going to have to type in later. Right. Right. But I mean, th- this is easy. I mean, 
I could share my screen, but it would get very inception very quickly. Yeah, that to show was you all the back end earlier. Um, but you know, on the right side of my screen, I see all the comments. I can click on any comment, and, and it shows it. up on the screen. It goes away. You know, I have a couple of different layouts here of people who are in this conversation. It's horrible. <laughs> don't, do, don't do that ever again. <laughs> so you know, you know, there's this. You know, it could just be me, and everybody can still hear you guys. Right. You know, so it, it's really flexible. And those who have been watching this whole time, you know, you've seen me do different things with the layouts. And when we had somebody in here who's a guest speaking, I, I was able to feature them prominently at full screen. Or you know, when Dan shared his desktop, able to show that. So right. as a wise man once said, using technology isn't difficult. Just, just give, give it, a, it try. a try. Just, I mean, try something new this week too. Right. Don't go crazy, but um, you get a little more slack to experiment. There you go. And I think on that note, maybe it is time to do the magic. Let's do the magic, Stacey. Wait, first, hold on. Uh, yeah. Thank thank you, everybody, for yeah, coming for out sure. and checking this out tonight. Um, thank you to Bruce and Kevin and Nate and Greg Ron. and Derek and Ron uh, and Bruce, Bruce yeah. twice. Cause he, you know, did the whole comeback on thing. Uh, and Dan, all, all the callers. <laughs> I love this playing radio. Yeah. Did we get everybody? Um, I, I definitely just went through the whole thing. Right. If I missed you, I'm sorry. My name's AJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. There you go. Um, but yeah, so podcast PD, this is a podcast we do every two weeks. You can go to podcastpd.com If you're not subscribed, on your device of choice, go to podcastpd.com slash go, and it will help you subscribe. Obviously, you can connect with all of us on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Nessie. <clears throat> AJ is at AJ Bianco. Stacy is coughing, and she's also at Iron Tech. Yep. You can connect with the show on social. We are at PodcastPD on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, we'd love it if you check the show out on a regular basis. We have great conversations because this is way more fun than a PD day or a faculty meeting. For sure. And on that note, it is time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, Podcast PD. You can actually wave this time. I was going to say, I waved. Wave goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at podcastpd on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag podcastpd. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at iRunTech, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.